to do this? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That didn't sound very sure. Um, I just remembered, I'm just writing some things in housekeeping. Oh, okay. Yeah, I write my lit notes late tonight. Well, yeah, I have all but one thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Let's go. All right, we're, we're on. Well, I don't want people to know I was excited to record. Why? They're going to think you're... <laughs> You're you're simping. They're gonna think that like you know we're trying to put you're out a quality simping. product. Our whole charm is that we you're simping. We don't, we don't have any charm. But if we had charm, it would be that we're not trying too hard. Well, I've got a charming uh, throwback song for you for uh, for starting off strong. I haven't I haven't Can sang I this one. I haven't sang this one since the early days of the podcast. No, no, no. It's a, it's romantic though, not in the same I, way. But okay, I mean, I hit me with it. I can't wait. I'm, I've been waiting. I tell you, it's, it's, it's Thursday night at seven thirty. It is. It's time to record. I woke up at six a.m. this morning. Yeah, and you were like, "Man, I can't wait to record." I did too. No, 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 no. I didn't say I can't wait to record. I said. I wonder what Joey's going to hit me with today. <laughs> I practiced this one a little bit today, but I'll probably fuck it up. <laughs> me, me, me. Go on. <laughs> it's a little uh, a little romantic song that goes, Well, oh, my life, I pray for someone like you. And I thank God thank that God. I finally found you in all my life. I pray for someone like you, and I hope that you will love me too. Did you slip into McDonald there yeah, when I, you went low? I, I, I can't help it. I just slide into Michael McDonald sometimes, you know? I think about every song, I think about what if Michael McDonald ruined this. <laughs> A couple of things about well, one of the th- Casey, I just want you to know. Casey and JoJo classic, you know, life. <clears throat> greatest prom song Dude. of all time, man. Well, yeah, that was uh, every every school dance yeah, that I went to. For sure, yeah. I, as you started singing that song, as soon as I recognized it, I closed my eyes and I was nodding my head. Yeah, it's a great yeah. song. I was thinking, I was like, man, I've been kind of harsh on like negative shit on the started off. So I was like, this is a good track. I'm going to hit him with that. And I did sing it on like, I think we did an episode about me chaperoning the prom long ago and I sang. That oh, song. man. You know, the best part of that song, though? What? As it starts off with like twenty minutes of them going, a baby, 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 and then there's like a thirty minute piano intro, and then that song's like seven hours long. Yeah, that's just them flexing. They just had to flex on it. You know, they're like, we know what we have with this song, so we need to start it off by proving just like you know that we can do everything. We're doing some acapella melodies together, like barbershop quartet style. So you know. Well, that's but for the pre Glee. This is before Glee, you know. They were. I, <laughs> I did not go back and listen to Ba with the Ba, yeah. as I promised that I would last week. Yeah. However, I promise you this: I will be listening to Casey and JoJo after. <laughs> we get hey, it's a good, it's a good stuff, man. And specifically because I cannot wait to hear that intro again. Yeah, it's a great intro that lasts forever. Like, man, don't the strings don't they have some strings coming in later? I think so. Yeah, I think there's some Animal violins strings. or something. Just like, 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, they. Pro- I bet there was a Casey and JoJo unplugged on MTV. I wish. I bet there. Will- I bet you there is. I'm. I'm. What do you want to? There's no way there is. I mean, I, it's it's not a bet I put a lot of money on, but I'd say no. I, that's fifty fifty shot. What's your What's your favorite unplugged? And you're not allowed to say Nirvana. Oh, I wouldn't say Nirvana because I'm not a big Nirvana fan. Yeah, but come on, that's the best. I guess it. I mean, you know, I, well, we can go on. I mean, what 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 stands out to you? What was your favorite? Um, well, I had the I had the MTV Unplugged like collection on CD, and it had like one yeah. track from every artist. A lot uh-huh. of those I didn't see the whole thing of the. Um, the, I remember the Neil Young track on there is really good, but, uh, yeah. I, man, Lauren Hill's unplugged was really good. God, that's, that's might be my pick. I don't know. Yeah. I went through a phase, not a phase, but you know how you get into like, you know, you get into YouTube every now and again. Yeah. I, I must've watched like 10 different MTV unplugs that I found on YouTube, they, you know, one afternoon or yeah. one week, a couple of years ago. There's like there's tons of them. the the Jay Z one is the one that I'll still listen to like you know yeah it's I'll, a great one I'll play it in the speakers it's really good the roots backing them up yeah that one yeah um man actually the Cures one is pretty good too <laughs> oh shit let's go Cures good um I'm looking at some of them now um who else is some there's like Rod Stewart that's a great one. Um. Oh, Dashboard Confessionals is actually really good too. All right. Okay. Hit him with it. Uh, it's just you know, screaming infidelities. <laughs> <laughs> Your hair is everywhere. Yeah. Oh, Alicia Keys. Hers was good too. Yeah. All right. That's a more. Well, let's move on. Though, so yeah. All right, fine. We're moving on. This is episode 143 of Only Like Their Old Stuff, the podcast where we ask, what's the hype? I'm J-Ho, and with me is a groove. 143 kilos is 315 pounds. <laughs> now, I'm surprised nobody's written in and asked for more of that. They, You've done it several times. Not any feedback on that at all. Nobody. Either way, positive or negative. Let us know if you want to do more, if you want Groove to do more conversions of numbers on the show. Just certain milestone numbers. <laughs> milestone, 143, one milestone in any podcast. It's 315 is a milestone for people that use pounds because 315 is 345 pound plates on each side. Oh. So most people that are living and lifting weights in America know that 315 is 143 because if you know you do 140 okay sure but can you get 143 because that's the equivalent of three Cadillacs on each side oh yeah yeah speaking of there Cadillacs I saw that uh Chadillac Muska is making a comeback I, I thought you were gonna say speaking of Cadillacs I spoke to P-Dog the other day, and he talked about, do you want to ride? <laughs> Speaking of starting out strong. <laughs> In the backseat of a caddy, chop it up and do a die. Was that Sporty Thieves that did that? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's Sporty Thieves. Whoa, whoa, ride. Do you want to ride with me? <laughs> That's a good song. Well, let me remind you of something. That time you kissed me by the pool at my grandfather's birthday party. 
Didn't happen. Uh, two words. No tongue. No tongue. <laughs> I, I think after watching this episode and last week, I wish I was a mermaid. Like my new favorite thing is just pull my favorite line from the movie and hit you with it right Early. up at the sto- no, top I'm, of the fucking ready for episode. it. Yeah. 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 My brain's not in the OC mode yet. <laughs> we got to work our way. We got to warm up for that. Yeah, get to it. Yeah. That's the treat. Um, all right. So we got any housekeeping? Any number of fans this week? I mean, we got, a lo- we have a lot okay. to talk about. <laughs> All right. I have not read Bill's text message. I it is. We're gonna need another show because it's like an hour long. <laughs> is it? Is it? I mean, I didn't long. like my phone automatically truncates it. Yeah. Like it, it'll shorten it. So I don't know how long it is. I'm clicking it for the first time. What the ever living fuck? Yeah. Well, the first, oh. the first one he sent was just said dumb. Yeah, because he was calling back my uh, scarecrow experience from last. Oh, that's what it was. Dumb, dumb. Are we gonna go through this? Yeah, I guess we are. Hell yeah, let's do it. All right, kick it off. Let me find. Let me find. Hold on. All right, I'll I'll kick it off. He says, I welcome my ascension to number one hater. I'm a wrestling fan from way back. I'm cool working heel or face. And I want all the belts. <clears throat> number one fan, number one hater, virtual co-host, world title, incontinental championship, hardcore championship, TV title. Bring them all. <laughs> Episode 141. Number one confession. I didn't have an immediate visual for bucket hat and had to Google image search. When I did, my first thought was, oh, like that dick in the new Radicals video wears? <laughs> it looks good on you, though. Uh, Caddyshack reference. Look it up. See, he knows I don't. I don't fuck with Caddyshack. Yeah. Oh, you don't like Caddyshack? Uh, it's not that I don't like it. I just Shack. I haven't ever watched it. You never watched it? I've watched like ten minutes of Pretty it. Funny. Sure, maybe. Yeah, Bill's turn heel on us. Uh, a, tr- a tree of mimosas, sweet. I wish I'd sure <laughs> saved money on brunch with the girls. Okay. Okay, I'll go number two. Then we do the next one too. Three. Okay. I've been to Nathaniel Hawthorne's house. There's an annex where he keeps his papers. If you ask, they'll let you see his handwritten draft of the first forty pages of the Scarlet Squid Billy. Sadly, he died before it could be completed. <laughs> Good. Number four. I have a friend who was visiting town with his wife after being away for a while. They went into a shop and used uh, he used to frequent and fell into a conversation with the owner. Said owner straight up congratulated his very, oh no, not pregnant wife on their pregnancy. He says he would not want to relive that the rest of his days under any circumstances. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. That has to be the worst foot and mouth don't ever, moment ever. And it's so avoidable. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. You yep. don't need to comment on it. 100% thought James Blake was the your beautiful guy. That's so many people that think that. Yeah, well, there you go. All right, your turn. <laughs> Number six, so that 808-minute Argentinian film, I didn't finish it, but I love what I saw. It's Here's the deal. It's called La Flor. It's actually six movies, each different genre, and all of which star the same four actresses in different roles. One movie is horror. Another is a musical drama that becomes a mystery. Another is a spy movie. You get the idea. The first four movies have a beginning, but in end in medias res the fifth has a beginning and an end the sixth starts in medias res but has an ending that sort of serves as an ending for the whole project 
It was showing in three chunks on a service called Movie, which specializes in that type of film. They only show at festivals, and they only feature 30 minute, 30 films at a time. Each day, a new film is added, and a new film, another film drops off the 30. When I subscribed, they had three parts of La Flor only had a, the three parts of La Flor only had a few days left. I watched and loved three quarters of the first chunk, but circumstances prevented me from finishing. I wasn't going to watch the second and third without finishing the first. That also would have meant watching nine hours in two days. So now I have to wait and hope it cycles through again someday because it ain't streaming nowhere else and it's only on German Blu-ray. Holy shit. Oof. Oh, that was that. This is two episodes worth of notes. Yeah. Now, hold on. The, the concept of that streaming service sounds good. I've heard of it. I would not be able to do that. No, because I'd constantly be ha- watching half of something and being like, oh, shit, I didn't finish that. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. I mean, Bill crushes movies. Does you know Bill, what I mean? Does Bill have kids? No, Bill doesn't have kids. Okay. Is he married? Bill said, fuck them kids. He, is he married? Uh, no. No? All right. Episode 142, number one. He listed about 15 Grateful Dead records. Oh, boy. (laughs) 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 Number two, while my band's unearthed eightfold avenging your remains and devil falls dying may have failed to gain traction i'd like everyone to know that my owl chest tattoo is a heartfelt tribute to rush's fly by night (laughs) dunkin donuts blows they don't even make the product they're named for which when i was a kid they still made the dunkin donut which was a plain donut with a malignant growth you were supposed to use as a handle when you ducked in your shitty coffee and that drive through line blocking traffic so these lemmings can buy their piss water situation is everywhere i have to plan my morning route around it i i i thought this morning that i was gonna send you a picture i forgot i mean i forget every i sent you a so i sent joey a video of just somebody laying on the horn to prove (laughs) why why are you honking the horn in the line what is just that's gonna because somebody somebody was cutting them in line okay well yeah every day yeah (laughs) number four i love jackass with all my heart and will happily watch jackass calling groove (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna try to get the tapes converted i'm gonna gonna figure it out now maybe bill's got a vhs player he probably does he probably does number five when you guys watched lethal weapon 2 in new hampshire did you fall asleep before you discovered that the bad guy had diplomatic immunity defect detective ring (laughs) i watched that part that was about when i was dozing off He knew. He knew. Uh, Six, totally down for the anthology podcast. I suck at watching TV shows, but my love of short stories, particularly genre short stories, makes those shows ideal. Just talking about uh, yeah, nice podcast. Uh, did you guys did you guys put an episode out yet? Uh, yeah, it's live on on uh, Spotify. Where can people uh, go find it? Go to Spotify and look uh, look up uh, Dimensions of Imagination, and it'll be right there. It's got like a, a little vertigo looking logo on it. And, uh, nice. yeah, you can find it there. Um, yeah, funny enough, I got it submitted to iTunes and they still won't take IOLTOS. So awesome. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, number seven, when Groove said 65 year old white guys love this show, I thought got to be Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he says he hasn't 
yet seen color out of space and that's crazy because he grew up in and around lovecraftville i gotta get on that i feel compelled to point out that the island of Dr. Moreau has very little Richard Stanley footage. He got shit canned and replicated by John Frankenheimer. Stanley's rep among genre fans rests mainly on his 90s films, Hardware and Dust Devil. Frankenheimer couldn't save that disaster, but like what? Like who knows this? But redeemed himself by directing Ronin next. The best film version of the story is still 1932's Island of Lost Souls, which I can't recommend enough. There's another film version of Color Out of Space from 1965 starring Boris Karioff called Die, Monster, Die. It's a very loose adaptation, rather clunky, but I love it because it's got, oh, Boris Karloff, an old dark house, giant mutant plants, and a very simple man. And yeah, old HP was terrible racist and xenophobe, and stories would indicate that he was terrified of women. A friend and I attended the first of the now biannual Necronomicons in Providence and spent the whole weekend walking out of panels because no one would even acknowledge, much less discuss any of that stuff. I'm also torn about separating the art from the artist. So currently I don't have to watch Woody Allen movies, but I still have Lovecraft's complete works on my shelf right across the room from my Blu-ray of Roman Polanski's Chinatown. (laughs) I didn't realize that was going to be the end of it. I would have shared it. An addendum here that says, I wrote this whole Russian novel of a text while listening to Black Sabbath's Heaven and Hell. You know who fucking ruled? Ronnie James Dio. That's who. That's just a bill check in, man. That was uh, that was two episodes worse. So that's why. So that was uh, so that was episode one forty three. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. It's bill talk. <laughs> bill talk. Yeah. All right. So since we're talking still about episode one forty two, you know, we did have a discussion about Kid Rock and <clears throat> talked about number last week's number one fan, Jake. Yeah emailing us talking about coming back into the show coming back into the fold and we 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 did suggest that maybe jake would be a a kid rock fan an unironic kid rock fan and on tuesday at 9 30 in the morning i got a text that said you're goddamn right i like kid rock no shame in it whatsoever but only the shit from like 97 to 03 ish in fact, I even had sex in his dressing room while he was on stage singing Bawa to Ba. <laughs> See, I knew that he wouldn't disappoint. Uh, it's, uh. it's I mean, you know, it's classic. Classic classic Jake story. Right classic Jake. Classic Jake. And for those of you that don't know Jake that might think that he was lying. That man does not lie does about lie. stories like that. Doesn't lie. I for, I forgot to when he got number one fan. I got, forgot to mention how much he looks like Pee Wee Herman. No, he does, but he leans into it. He's he's gone as Pee Wee Herman for Halloween several times. Halloween. He's got. The I've, little, I've never. He's got. The I I, I mean, I guess I've I've always missed that. Well, I don't watch Pee Wee Herman for one, but I've never seen them Halloween jokes. He had, he got a picture of himself in his wallet in the Pee Wee Herman outfit. In his wallet? Yeah, bro. I'm sure he still does. He used to. fucking guy. There's nobody. There's, he is peerless in, in his yeah. identity. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. What else you got? Right. Um, well, I can't remember where it was, but Ninja T talked about uh, uh, Kid Rock too, right? Friend of the show, Ninja T. Yeah, he was talking about how he, uh, he tuned into a, a live stream of... 
Oh, God. Golfer John Daly, who's kind of a crazy person. I found it. Yeah. You found it? I, it. I follow the old golfer John Daly on Instagram, and about a month ago, I got a notification. He went live. And I was like, okay, he never goes live. I'll check it out. So I turn it on, and they're at some bar in Florida, and Kid Rock is there. There's a local band playing ball with the ball, and the video turned into Kid Rock getting really pissed about how they were playing it. And he stops them, and he shows them how to play it right. They try it again, and he's still pissed. They try it again, and again, and again. This went on for about 20 minutes until I cut it off. <laughs> just imagining Ninja T looking at that and like not even laughing or anything, just shaking his head and just... Like, <laughs> Nope. Just like, can you imagine Kid Rock yelling at you for playing his shitty song wrong? <laughs> it's already <laughs> shitty. Like, how did you make it worse? <laughs> God. Uh, so, I mean, that's all I got. Do you hear any? Do you hear anything from from Mikey? No. No. All right. Well, nothing this week. Not even Todd. Just nothing. Neither Josh nor Mikey get any title this week. Haven't heard from. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not sure we give titles out this week, and nobody's earned it. Yeah, there's not been any number one fan. <laughs> Me of myself. I'm well. I think I'm gonna call myself number one fan because my answer to the question of what's the hype this week is this podcast. Oh man, you forgot. You finally were bold enough to say it. I finally, you know, I took inspiration from you. Yeah, I figured I'd let it rest a couple weeks. You know what I mean? Not mm. not have a beat. Not not have us well, big ourselves too. up. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, I'm having you know. I mean, uh, last week, we, what did we do? We 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 were on the phone for like three hours. It was it was like two hours, but yes, it was a long time. It was like, uh, felt like six. <laughs> See, well, there you go. Uh, you know, maybe not the hype. Hype and not the hype. No, I I woke up this morning and I was just like. I don't. So here's the thing. Here's how I know it's my hype. I used to have a reminder in my phone. And now you don't. I don't. I don't need it's Thursday. I wake up and I know that it's Thursday because I know that it's recording day. Yeah. So, so you're welcome. The, the new Friday. <laughs> well, it kind of kicks off the weekend. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm down. You're I mean, nobody else right. hears it until who knows when. It could be Saturday. It could be Friday night. It could be Saturday, Sunday, Monday. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. All that matters, though, is that we have regularity when we sit down and record. Right. Fuck them kids. Well, last week I had a lot of editing to do, so we won't go into why, but. <laughs> Mistakes were made. <laughs> Uh, narrowly canceled. It wasn't that. What's bad. your hype? Wasn't that bad? My hype is well. First of all, I ate, I had a delicious gyro. A gyro. Gyro. A gyro. A gyro. You're from Tennessee. That's a gyro. You know, one of them pita things. Yeah, yeah. Did you get the like traditional, like with uh, with the lamb? Yeah, I got the the lamb and beef mix one that they cut off the big turning thing, and it's got the tzatziki sauce on it, and you know some lettuce and tomato on it, and onion. It's this what? Uh, where did, w- w- was this today? Yeah, we got it to go from this local place called Peno. That's like really good. It's locally owned. We I was just craving uh, it this week, and I was like, I want to get some Mediterranean food. So. Now let me ask you. 
it seems like Thursday nights are a night where you guys get takeout. It has become that. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, is, um, is that like that, that? Is that now kind of like entrenched? Like Thursday night, we're going to do something takeout style. Um, yeah, pretty regularly. I don't know what why we got on Thursdays for it, but yeah, it's pretty regular. We we like to we want to like every we don't eat out much anymore. You know, we cooking right. cooking at home a lot, and uh, we wanted to we want to spend money in our community. With lo- yeah, local businesses once a week. You know, we see it out all the time and waste a lot of money. But the downside of not eating out all the time is we feel like we're not supporting places that we like. So now we're trying to like once a week we pick out a place. Sometimes it's the wing place. Sometimes it's this place. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, I mean, I'm jealous of that wing place. I know that whenever I get down there, I'm gonna want to go there. We're gonna go. That's gonna be like the. That's gonna be like the diners, drivers, and dives. Or we're gonna go on. It's gonna go. To- we we just we just record the podcast at the various restaurants just down there. Why, why are these guys filming here? Yeah. What are, what are they? They don't. They don't even. Why are they? They're using their phones to film. <laughs> they're acting like it's a cooking show, travel show. Um. Yeah, that wing place is fantastic. But we got a lot of good food here. We're lucky. We got a lot of good little spots. So. Yeah, but that's not really my whole hype. My my other my bit main hype is that uh, I got some new fish from my aquarium. Got some uh, got a shoal of uh, six little panda cory catfish. They're called panda corys because they look like little pandas. That's nice. They're little white guys with little black like dots on them. Um, little they swim together like in a school, you know, like, like a shoal, I guess they call it, but they clean up the bottom of the tank and stuff. So we got that, and uh, I was worried because I ordered them in the mail because our we don't have a good fish store here, so it sucks. Um, but I mail I ordered them on Amazon. And I was like, oh, with the post office problems, I bet those guys aren't gonna make it here alive. And sure enough, <laughs> yeah, they made it on time. They were alive, and they're still doing all right. It's been a cup been. T- since yesterday I got them. So, and then, uh, the other hype is that I, we've got more baby fish now and the original baby fish have like grown up and are almost adult size. Now one of them is at least, and yeah, these, these fish are fucking man. I must be doing something right. <laughs> it's them new plants. It's them, them new, they love them plants. They're just in there, I turn the light off and they just, they're singing all my life. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's cool though. See them, they're like little baby. I sent you pictures, and you're like, "That ain't a fish. That's just eyeballs." It is just eyeballs. These two little eyeballs, and now that fish is like big enough to look like a fish. So, yeah, I'm excited. My my aquatic world is coming together. I do have a lot of algae in my tank though. That pisses me off. But um, so what's gonna happen if like all these all these other ones all these fish like kind of like grow up like you have to get a bigger tank well i wouldn't mind having a little bit bigger tank because my tank's pretty is a nice size but it's on the smaller end of like a what size you should probably have for a for a really populated tank but the other option is um unfortunately i think we do have one fish store here that's like locally owned but i haven't been to it it's like way on the other side of town but a lot of people when they if they get too many they'll uh they'll sell them to the fish store oh really because uh, yeah some of these fish are kind of hard to i mean it's not impossible to come by but they still like especially right now with the way supply chains are 
messed up that you can you can sell them i mean i wouldn't do it to make a lot of money i'd do it to get rid of the fish so yeah you okay because i don't want to have too many fish in the tank but it, it's gonna turn into a breeder yeah i might man might be slinging <laughs> these fish they you know they said they happy um yeah it's in it right now it's not a big deal because it's not that many i imagine like they have a lot of babies but usually unfortunately or like fortunately i guess for me a lot of them get eaten immediately <laughs> Cause they're like nom 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 nom. Like uh, the other fish are like I'm mm, all mm-hmm. nom nom. Well, them fish eyes. Yeah. And then some of them escape and get into the, the weeds and and hide out there till they get bigger. So yeah, I don't know, but things are all right right now with it. What's uh what's your not the hype? Man, that's blank. My life is awesome. You have no not the hype. I mean, the only thing I can say is. I can't tell whether or not the antibiotics worked on my Lyme disease or not. Why? Is it still itchy? <clears throat> no, I don't. Nothing itched. I did, the, the, well, how I did you know? Would it just like, do you think you just. I, think you I have, I have, or something? I have sustained and significantly above average pain oh, in yeah. my knees and my shoulders. Yeah. Well, that, that may last for a while. I don't know if that. Yeah. Well, part of it is like, I haven't been sleeping as much as normal. I haven't been eating like as much right things as I usually do. Um, and, uh, I am older and I went from like, usually I do like five exercises per training session and I do four training sessions per week. But for like four months, I was only doing like two, maybe three exercises per training session. And now like I have this competition, I have a competition in three days. Um, and so I've been going pretty heavy to try and like get ready for it. But like, if you try and go heavy without having done the work of building the foundation, then you can't really do it right. You know, and like it hurts. And so I can't really isolate whether or not it's all of that stuff combined like independent of the Lyme, which it very well could be because i know that as soon as i started taking the antibiotics like a lot of the symptoms went away but the only symptoms that are really sad like my knees man i went from having knees that were like healthy and felt great to all of a sudden like yeah they hurt like every time i wake up and i walk down the stairs like i am in pain yeah And so like squatting hurts, you know, Um, but like I like I said, like a couple weeks ago, like I don't want to complain about that shit. Like this is (laughs) it. I mean, I don't want to sound like a fucking douchebag, but like this is my burden to carry. You know what I mean? Like it's not even like it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's not that big of a deal. Um, But other than that, man, like, man, I'm chilling, you know, like I'm chilling, like. Kansas is good. Like life is good. Business is fine. Like I, I don't have any complaints. I got, I got a, I got a situation in my hype still out that I'm gonna, <laughs> we're gonna go into. Right. Well, that's hype still out. So. Yeah. What about you? Well, things are pretty good for me too. But I, I think the general one that you probably would agree with here is a, it's a super bum this week about uh, Chadwick Boseman passing. Uh shit yeah that's pretty that's not the hype um that is not the hype talented actor and like was really excited to see the what else he was gonna do and you know he most recently was in uh defy blood so he's really good in that and it, it, mm-hmm. it really i don't you know like i, I kind of get bummed a little bit over like celebrities i like but like i got really just sad for like a whole day over this one because you know he meant a lot to so many kids and stuff and 
as Black Panther, and that Black Panther movie is really good. And you know, I'm I'm a medium fan of comic book movies. Really, I'm not the biggest fan of all of them, and I I really love that one. And I don't know, but you know, uh, Ninja T, friend of the show, Ninja T, went to the same high school as Chadwick Boseman. We found out this week. Yeah, I mean, uh, to circle back, the, that was my first my first thought when I saw that he had passed was, man, we haven't even seen the best of him yet. Like he had so much. I didn't he realize so he was forty three years old. I thought he was yeah. like twenty five or something. Yeah, well, he had a lot more to do, you know. And if I remember correctly, I think that he had been like he didn't get picked up for like a lot of major movies until he was a little bit later on in his career. Yeah. If I remember, like watching like. You know, they have like variety around the time of the Golden Globes has these incredible roundtables with different actors and directors and stuff like that. And they're all on YouTube and you can just sit there and watch those. Yeah. And he was on one. I had watched one with him on it like uh, a while ago. It was probably a year ago or two years ago. And I think they were talking about that, you know, like how he kind of found his fame when he was already a, like a fully realized human being. Yeah. And it it's never fails that these people, they get like they get a break later in life they're so much more well adjusted yeah 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 it really i mean i think that's true he did you know that uh denzel washington paid for him to go to oxford no yeah i found that out so charlie bozeman was in i think he went to howard um Mm -hmm. and felicia rashad from the cosby show was one of the professors there and uh-huh. they got the, the uh, him and a bunch of his classmates got the opportunity to do like a summer workshop at Oxford, but they couldn't afford it. So Felicia Rashad went to Denzel and was like, hey, Denzel, you want to pay for these kids to go to, to Oxford? And he's like, hell yeah. Shit. He tells the story on uh, on uh, the Tonight Show. I'll send you the link. I'll put the link in the show notes of that. It's pretty funny. He talks yeah. about how he's, he's like he went to go see Black Panther and he uh, he he went so he could get his money back from Chadwick for. <laughs> this was before it wasn't this wasn't in response to him passing away. This was like a while back, like when right. Panther came out. But yeah, I'll send yeah. that. Um, yeah, and old old Ninja T went to high school, same high school as him, and I think Ninja T's sister knew his family or something. You know, I went to wow. South Carolina guy, so he was. I wonder if I wonder if Chadwick got just as impressed seeing the uh, Columbia, South Carolina skyline the first time. (laughs) He might have, you know, (laughs) people from from uh, was it Anderson? Anderson, yeah, Anderson. Anderson. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, that's definitely my not the hype. I also have another not the hype that's obviously not as poignant as that. We watched this movie. We're once again, Jackie and I are trying to watch all of. uh, Sam Rockwell's movies and you know they're hit or miss um, this one would be a miss I watched oh this movie Digging for Fire have you heard of it no it's by Jake Johnson you ever heard of that guy yeah he's like that's the guy from New Girl yes that's it okay I didn't really I, I think he's a stand up comic too well he he had another movie with Olivia Wilde where he was like a brewer Okay, that's the same director, I think. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but he was the actor in it. But this guy, Jake Johnson, wrote the Digging for Fire, and it was a okay. piece of shit. Okay, all it right. It's terrible. It's about these two. It's him, and he's married to this this woman, and they're both super unpleasant, aging hipsters. 
and they are so put upon by the fact that they've had a kid and their life is so hard because they've had a child and their privileged life is so difficult. And it's just like he, they go to live at a house, they house sit for some famous actor or something. And he finds a bone in the yard and then he starts digging and finds like the rest of parts of a body. But the wife is like, don't dig that up. And then the whole movie is him digging it up. And it's just a lot of there's a lot of stand up comedians in it. Um, Mike Probiglia Mike is in it, who I really like a lot. Yep. Sucks ass in it. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Garbage performance. Terrible character. Uh, oh, God. Orlando Bloom's in it. Okay. It's just like and then there's all these comedians, these like neck beard you know comedians in it and it's just it was just i was angry by the end i can't wait to watch it yeah i watch it i'm not gonna spoil i'm gonna watch it and you will be color from space and i will be <laughs> neckbeard comedian movie like, it really spoke to me i just appreciated the, the the themes of aging you know the aging hipster you know it, it breaks my heart that you say mike probiglia wasn't good in it because I really like him. Oh, I do too. I'm not, I'm saying like, he's great in most things. He's not good in this. Yeah. Sam no, Rockwell I mean, it's like, okay. in it throw away. Have character. you listened to Birbiglia's podcast? No, I've listened to all of his, I've watched all his standups and his spoken word stuff. Yeah. He, no, he just, he just started this podcast uh, during like this pandemic and he's calling it working it out where he'll have somebody on and, they do a little bit of interview stuff, yeah. But the the meat of the show is where they 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 talk about material that they're working on with each other. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's a neat little inversion yeah. on the. You know, it's yeah, not just a regular that. comedians interviewing each other podcast yeah. in cars. <laughs> <laughs> it's, does it take place in a car? No. All right. No. I don't know if I'll listen to it then. Um, do you have a hot take on comedians and cars getting coffee? Uh, I've only watched that first episode uh, with the Lamborghini Countach and uh, Jim Carrey. And that's all I need to see because it's my favorite car of all time. And I was like, all right, I'm good. Can only go from here. Do you have an opinion about it? I enjoyed it. I've watched it all. I'm not against and, it or um, anything. I don't care. What's the name of the guy that was in the... Um, he was in this Mother's Brothers shows, and then he was he was in Kirby Enthusiasm. He just passed away not too long ago, like last year. Ah, uh, uh, whatever. Yeah. Like if you if you know the show Comedians and Cars or Curb, you know who I'm talking. Funkhauser, Marty Funkhauser okay, is this yeah, character's yeah, yeah. name on on Curb. I can't remember what they, the actor's name is. He's on the he's on that show twice. Oh, okay. Both episodes are top three okay. episodes of all yeah. time in that show. He is so funny. So anyway, I don't remember his name, but yeah, I'm a completist of that show. I saw every episode. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, I didn't feel compelled to, but maybe I will. I don't know. I wasn't against it. You don't need to. That's fine. Whatever. I, like I said, the Countach is my favorite car. And I was like, well, what else am I going to see? Should have saved that one for later. If you wanted me to watch. <laughs> All right, let me tell you about my hype still out. All right, tell us. So I, I and I, I haven't even really fully formulated this opinion. Yeah. 
and I don't know where this is going to go. And I'm scared that I'm going to misrepresent myself in this story. Okay. Am I going to have to edit things out of this? <laughs> I don't think so. I hope not. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, so I've been playing video games with the same five guys for 17 years. Yeah. The standard that we all kind of adhere to is that we know we should never trust anyone with any part of our personal lives. Right. So when we sign on to play these video games in general, we average about an hour and a half a night, Monday through through Friday. Like I'll sign on maybe three or four times Monday through Friday. Right. And through the, the, you know, it used to be like, it used to be eight or nine of us and it's dwindled down. Now it's just four or five. And it's been so long with this same group of guys that there's no way anybody else breaks into that. Yeah. And it's so like, I know deep down, I know that these guys care about me, but I, I I cannot share with them anything like you can't get vulnerable with these guys because they will remember everything and they will wait <laughs> in the grass. You know what I mean? To bring it back up and throw it in your face. Yeah. And so I don't tell them about my life. <laughs> right. I, and th- full disclosure, I know these guys too. So You know them and well, you were one of the original eight. I was, yeah. You know. You you spent probably what ten out of the seventeen years as a part of that group. I think so yeah, eight to ten years. Yeah, yeah. Since Halo Two. So, yeah. But, but as time has gone on, our roles have become more and more codified. Right. And so, I have had in the past, you know, two years, I've had at least ten or fifteen people that I am currently friends with say oh yeah you play those you know like i play these video games and in the back of my mind i've said i've wanted to say oh i play video games too but i don't tell anyone because i know that these guys a will not accept anyone new (laughs) right and b like i don't want to bring anyone into this kind of like toxic relationship (laughs) with these guys Right. Yeah. And it's not actually toxic. Like I know these guys love me, you know, like we've all been to each other's weddings and like, but you know, but there's, you know, we have, it's like getting into like your favorite pair of pants. Like, you know how they fit. Yeah. And you, you could buy the same pair of pants, but if it's a brand new version of that favorite pair of pants, it's not going to fit the same way. Yeah. Right. So if you bring any new, if you introduce anything new into the equation, everything kind of gets thrown off its axis a little bit. So there have been multiple times when I have let slip that I play the same video game that somebody else plays and they're like, Oh, we should play together. That'd be really fun. And I think, okay, sure. Let's schedule a time that is not, you know, (laughs) 10 PM to midnight on a weeknight because I can't, because I've tried to sign on and play with somebody else before. And those guys just hit me with the text messages. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Who is this? You know, like, did you mess up your friends list? Like what's going on? Yeah. So 
so I, you know, I just last night I was on the phone with somebody and he was like, Oh, we really need to play. I was like, okay, well, how about Wednesday at 1 PM or Saturday at 1 PM? Because that's <laughs> the only other times I can play. Anyway. So I don't even really fully remember how it happened. Oh, well, so here's the thing. So I got this, this buddy of mine lives up here in Rhode Island and we don't even like, we had basically the same friend group cause we went, cause we went to the same gym. Right. And the gym that I used to go to is a very tight knit community and everybody kind of hangs out with each other. So I got to know, you know, my buddy Matt pretty well from that, but I don't go to that gym anymore. So he and I don't see each other that frequently, but obviously, you know, we stay in touch, we follow each other on Instagram and stuff like that. We're always here and there. We'll shoot each other messages. And one night I put up an image that was mostly context free Mm -hmm. of the video game. And it was one of those, like, if you know, you know, kind of things on my like Instagram story. And he responded, he said, Oh, how are you going to do me like that? And I didn't know he played the video game and he was out of town for work and he was out of town for like a really long time. So he like took his Xbox with him. So we like tried to schedule a time where we play together. And, uh, over the course of the past, like three weeks, maybe a month, he, has now kind of been adopted by this group of guys. Oh my God. That's a big deal. And, and so <laughs> the hype still out is that what the original group of guys really relish is selling me out to Matt. Yeah. So they have 17 years worth of, you know, embarrassing stories and whatnot. (laughs) And their favorite thing to do is just to clown me with him as the audience to their memory. And it kind of all came to a head like two nights ago where they said, as you know, you know, Dave has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to listen to this. and He's going to listen to this. <laughs> so like they haven't been so, listening, have they? Smush what's that? Has, but yeah. What'd you ask? Uh, they haven't been listening. No, they don't fucking they don't fucking listen to this yeah. shit. They don't give a shit. Yeah. Like Schmunky listens, Schmunky you know what I'm saying? Listens, but like but, those other guys, they don't give yeah. a fuck. You know, I could say whatever I want about them, they'll never hear it. Fuck. Well, I could say that, but now if Matt listens, so he went and listened to an episode and it you know, like nobody up here knows that I record a podcast. Yeah. I keep it to myself. Like, I, you know, I want my you're old friends. That, it. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, it's like, hold your boat. Like we got people that listen that we got enough listeners. Besides I'm doing this for myself. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's my time. <laughs> so, so he, uh, so, the, so, we, <laughs> so they, last night, the very first question, as soon as he jumped into the party was, Hey, Matt, you listen to the podcast? <laughs> Motherfucker. <laughs> That's funny. so he went in on it today. Oh. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just, you know, it's not the hype still out is like, man, maybe I'm not, it's not like I have reinvented myself by any stretch of the imagination. I am who I am. I've been the same person for the, like, you know, the past yeah, 20 years. Yeah. But like, maybe he thought I was cool. <laughs> Maybe, maybe he thinks you're cooler now. That you got a cool podcast. Yeah, I got a really cool podcast. Yeah. I got a Lamborghini Countach. Yeah. That's- anyway, that so you know, I mean, the question is like, 
he's still kind of like on the fringe, I think maybe of the, uh, <laughs> of this group, you know, <laughs> like he, he doesn't get to play every night. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but I think, yeah, I think he's been absorbed. I don't know. I think he's going to be absorbed. Yeah, and so the, the fear that I have is what, what are the ramifications for me? Because I'm an overwhelmingly selfish human being. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be worried about when they're going to turn on him is what. Yeah. Oh, they're going to turn on him. Oh, for sure. yeah. yeah. It's going to, it's not, I don't think it's going to break him. I think he's fine. You know, <laughs> uh, since, you know, since those guys don't listen, I'll just say, fuck Lopo. <laughs> <laughs> there i said it i said it i was i i you know here's the thing this guy this guy lopo is my literally my oldest friend yeah <laughs> i've been friends with him since third grade yeah <clears throat> and i was just reminded of a story today that when i was you know we were in third fourth fifth sixth grade you know i slept over at his house yeah. all the way through eighth grade right <clears throat> and uh he, he knew that I was scared of the dark and what we would, his bedroom was downstairs. Like his house was set up. Like you would walk in the front door, you'd be on the main level of the house and the bedrooms were downstairs and the main like living room was upstairs. And there was all sorts of like the way I can't even describe it properly, but the way the house was laid out, it was like a lot of hallways. Okay. And a lot of empty space. And we would watch a movie in the living room and then it would be time to go to bed. And he, every single time he would turn all the lights in the house out and he would get this big down comforter over him and he would, <laughs> he would chase me around the house. Like a like ghost style. <laughs> like- well, no, he'd be more like he was on all hands and hands and feet, like crawling like a weird demon. <laughs> But the blanket would be over him, so it would take up so much more space. And I would like run down a hallway, and then he would—he wasn't sprinting. He would just like move rapidly and then slow down, and then like duck into a different room. And I would be trying to make it like to the bedroom. I'd be yelling at it, like, "Stop! This scares me. I don't like that." And he wouldn't even be laughing. He would just—he would just terrorize me for like half an hour as 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 the lights were out in his house, which was still kind of foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like it was. It was, uh, yeah, it was what it was. <laughs> yeah, great friend. <laughs> you know what all this makes me want to do? It, what? it makes me want to get back on that horse and get back in that group and make them all fucking miserable. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, like, this game type that we're playing, man, yeah. it's like, it's changed Lopo a little bit. Okay. He's a little less, I mean, a little less lopo I mean, he's still an only child, you know what I mean? So he still kind of does what he wants, but he's gotten, uh, he's, he's begun to recognize that like teamwork makes the dream work. Yeah. And, uh, so it's, I mean, he's, you know, he's still, I don't know. He still is who he is. Well, historically, I often piss those guys off frequently. Because um, I, I am, you know, they, they, they want to be like me, but I am the scorpion. You know? I am, the, I, I, you know, I just want to watch the world burn. There's so many times I just grief them to the point where they kick me out or they were mad. Just, well, just flashbanging them as soon as we start, <laughs> as soon as we start the game. <laughs> just trying to flash 
bang and then, and then me swearing I won't do it again and then the next game doing it right fucking again that's where I got my joy from uh, they, they're, I, th- I felt like they breathed a sigh of relief when I when I retired it's you know it's crazy because like for several years I, I had taken a break right when we were in London yeah, I couldn't yeah, play with yeah. them and uh, when I came back I started playing with them again like Sepku told me that for many months it was just Sepku and Lopo. Yeah. Just keeping the dream alive. Yeah. Just you know, now it's you know, it's it's grown a little bit again, but it's you know, it's this even I don't know. I mean, I don't know, you know, it is what it is, but here we go, you know. Is this boy Matt gonna last, you know? Well, I'm telling you right now, once that new Xbox comes out. I'm I'm coming back. I'm making my. Return. When's that Xbox coming out? I think around Christmas. Really? I it might be. Yeah, I think it is. I can't wait. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to get one then. Just have you barging in like the Kool Aid Man. Just don't even tell them. Just I show up and they're like, "Oh fuck." <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. What's your hype still out? Uh, this Dune movie. I think I've had as my hype still out before, but they're they're releasing new trailers for it, and there are a lot of pictures yeah. and stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I love the book a lot, and I like the other adaptations of the book. And this one looks like it's going to be like the best version, maybe. So I don't know. It's got some really good actors in it. Timothy Chalamet. So, yeah, it's got uh, Oscar Isaacs. It's got your your guy Jason Momoa. You love Jason Momoa. What Oscar Isaac's my guy. Yeah, out of that group. What's uh? Oh, also uh. Oh, oh, are they? Oh, are they? Who's the guy who played uh Thanos? Oh, from yep. Uh, no Country from Old Men. Llewellyn. Yeah. Yeah. Brolin. Brolin. Yeah, J- Josh. Josh Brolin. Yeah, it's Josh uh-huh. Brolin's in it. Um. I never read that book. What? And I just, just, I assume now that it's like, I I guess it's probably not young adult fiction, but it's, I mean, because it's sci-fi, I kind of always categorize most sci-fi as like relatively youngish adult in the sense, at least not that it's childish, but that you probably read it when you were early teens, right? Uh, yeah, I read it when I was early twenties, I guess, but it's pretty mature though. It's way more mature than anything else like that. Okay. So it's pretty like when I read it, I was like, I don't understand some of this. And I think that I'm going to go back and read it now. And I think that I'll understand more, but you might be interested in it from your, you know, you're really into linguistics and, uh, there's a lot like it, they, there's, it's got its own language and stuff in it. Like Lord of the Rings does, you know? Yeah. All right. Well, you know, I mean, I'm thinking that like everyone else in my life that is excited about it. Yeah. Will probably buoy me to read the book and watch the movie. But there's a really good chance. I may just watch the movie without reading the book. I mean, I wouldn't. It's I don't know if you're not super into sci fi. I wouldn't bother reading the book, but I I like sci fi a lot. So, yeah, I've read the first three um, more than once, but it's been a long time. So I'm going to read it again before before it comes out. Who knows when I'll actually get to go to the movie theater, see it. But it's coming out in like November or something, I think. Do you think you'll go to the movie theaters to see it? Not not if things are the way they are right now. No. Yeah. What about Tenet? Uh, that's out now in a lot of theaters. I, I want to see that, but I've heard mixed reviews on it. Oh, really? Yeah. I heard it was like really beautiful and super boring. But, you know, 
I don't know. Wow. We'll I, see. Mean, I tend to want to see all his stuff. So, yeah, we'll see. But I, I'm like a big Travis Scott fan. So I like follow him on like, I'll get alerts from Spotify, whenever he has new music, but I'm also on his mailing list. So I get like emails whenever he has stuff come out. Yeah. And so like I was up late one night and got an email in my inbox at like midnight. And it was like the new Travis Scott song for the movie Tenet is out. Oh. And I went and listened to it. And I was like, this is atmospheric for sure. This is this. It was already like, I can see how this is on the movie soundtrack. Just based off of watching all of his other movies. You know what I mean? It was just, it, it was neat. I mean, the song's all right. Yeah. I haven't heard it, but I definitely want to watch that movie at some point in time. But speaking of watching movies, what have you been consuming? <clears throat> all right. Have you seen the originally released on YouTube now on Netflix Cobra Kai television show? No, it has been on my list, but now that it's on Netflix, I will watch it. <clears throat> okay. So I've probably seen The Karate Kid more than 20 times. Yeah, I would say I've seen it probably 50 times <laughs> just okay. from being being older than you <laughs> and having it come out like when I was 10, you know. It came out in 84. Yeah. How many times have you watched Credit Kid 2? So that was like I was six years old when it came out. Jeez. It came out in 84. Yep. So I was like six. Yeah. Um, uh, not as much as Karate Kid one, but a lot of times. I mean, I, I wore those first two out as a kid, you know, on VHS. What's your opinion of Karate Kid three? Real bad. Okay. That's the wrong opinion. You think it's good? You think? Yeah. I think you need to go back and give it another chance. Terry Silver is one of, uh, film history's best villains. That's Frank Kreese brings in Terry Silver yeah, to help yeah. with the Cobra Kai. Yeah. And we've got Karate's new bad boy joining the Cobra Kai gym in order to win the All-Valley Tournament. And they smash all the bonsai trees. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay. And the villain, Terry Silver, is hilarious. <laughs> so <laughs> the thing I think about the movies are that they are... At their core, really fun uh, and earnest, right? They're also corny and cheesy, which I think are different things, right? Yeah. I think they're corny in that, you know, they're they're aspiring to be an ideal and they're cheesy because the acting is just kind of like, it's never, it was never that good, right? But I think. Yeah. But at the time, it wasn't that way. I mean, right. it didn't mean it wasn't that way. It just wasn't scrutinized the way we do now because now no one has a soul anymore and doesn't, you know, like picks everything to pieces, including myself. Yeah. And I'm. So, let me be very yeah. clear. <clears throat> My critique is with love. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was raised on this. You know, I was raised on this trilogy. And then I watched The, the Next Karate Kid when it came out with Hilary Swank. And I've seen the reboot Karate Kid. With Jaden Smith. Uh, yeah. Jackie Chan. Like, I'm always going to have some endearing love for this series. Mm -hmm. And when Cobra Kai came to YouTube, they released two episodes for free and then said, you know, if you want to keep watching it, sign up. And, and I actually have one year free trial of YouTube TV. 
but I didn't want to use my free trial because I was like, I'm going to forget. And then I'm going to wind up paying five ninety nine a yeah, month right, for a couple yeah, months yeah. and just throw it away. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so I didn't go and watch it, but everybody that did, they said, yeah, it was good. Yeah. Well, I saw it pop up on Netflix on like Friday of this past week. And I was like, Oh, I was really excited. You know, I was like, great. I'm going to get to go watch this. And I started back at episode one because it had been at least a year, maybe longer since I'd seen those first two episodes. And I was watching one episode a day because I knew that this was going to be something fun for me to watch. And it's hard for me to watch new stuff, right? Because I'm always comparing it to old stuff. I'm like, is this better than a show I already know? Because if it's not better, then I may as well just go watch the show. I already know is going to be good. Yeah. And so one episode Friday, one episode Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Monday night rolls around and I couldn't help myself. I stayed up till like 3 a.m. because I know to sleep in on Tuesday and I just fucking killed it. Yeah. And there's two seasons on Netflix and I'm halfway through season two right now. Okay. And what I can say confidently is that this show is like... 40% 40% fan service mm-hmm. and the 40% that is fan service uh, of that 40%, probably 20% is really obvious. And then the other 20% is just really well done, subtle nods to the people that were of the age when that show came out. Yeah. So like Johnny Lawrence is watching TV when he's in his apartment more than once he's watching iron eagle <laughs> yeah right it's like that kind of thing but then some of it's pretty obvious but even when it's really obvious fan service is so satisfying I, it's like you know when you're eating like doritos and you you develop the paste in your mouth of yeah. the dorito and you have to keep eating doritos to keep the paste going yeah and how it's like you know it's not good for you but it's so satisfying you can't stop that's the fan service on this show. And then the other 60% of the show that is new story uh-huh. is surprising. Yeah, it's like, you, it's really you, good. Yeah. Yeah. You can see, you see what's happening and you can appreciate that it's not only different, but it's, it's not just different to be different. It's like, Hey, the writers of the show said we have an opportunity here to create, to create something based. It's like the, is that one of the really good, uh, a very good example of taking existing IP and actually doing something new with it. Yeah. And so I'm not going to say it's the greatest, like the budget is thin. The acting is still like kind of cheesy. It's sometimes hard to see these guys 30 years later trying to do karate. Yeah. Also karate, you know, <laughs> like, right. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, man, it's killer, dude. It's, it's it's funny. It's like it's so satisfying. So, I've been killing it, and you need to if it's on your list, you need to bump it up to oh, next. Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to. I just I I didn't want to pay for YouTube, and then I didn't want to pirate it, and I didn't. I just like was like, well, eventually I'll get to it, and I'll be glad that I can just binge it. And yeah, some of the delight was that I had no idea it was going to come to you to Netflix. I didn't either, and I guess Netflix, YouTube's jettisoning a lot of their drama or their their scripted shows um but anyway um yeah i think it's great that they didn't just reboot it yeah it's inspiring that they brought back actors who haven't worked very much since karate kid you know 
Johnny Lawrence. There, he didn't act much, you know. I'm not going to spoil anything. Yeah. But, like, everybody shows up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I, I expected that. And I'm glad they 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 are honoring that. And also, I'm glad that, like, I feel like if they made this show 10 years ago, it would be a snarky tongue-in-cheek, like... Uh, farce, you know, like making fun of everybody, like being like hateful, you know, like kind of mean spirited, I guess. Yeah. I'm not saying there's probably some of that sort of stuff in there. I'm sure there's some self referential shit, but I feel like that maybe the tides turned a little bit and they're not just doing snarky reboots of shit that's like, look at how postmodern this is, you know? Well, not for this. I mean, I don't know, you know, how alone the writers were left or how many notes were there but it really does seem like it was it's just a really good idea and it wasn't messed with too much yeah that's good yeah i'll check so that's that cool what about you uh we watched that movie the host or host that oh shit okay now before you say anything are you there yeah i'm here before you say anything, I told Mackenzie that I had made this recommendation to a couple people based on her reaction to it. And one of the people that I made a recommendation to is like a horror fanatic, kind of like you. And I may have misrepresented Mackenzie's position. Mackenzie said it didn't actually truly terrify her. It was just the first time in a long time that she was actually scared during a movie. So she wasn't saying it was fundamentally terrifying. It was just she wasn't expecting it to be as scary as it was. Okay. Okay. All right. Go on. Well, yeah, we we watched it based on you and thus McKinsey's recommendation. Um, uh-huh. I was like, Jack, you got to watch this. It, we have a shutter subscription. That's what it's on. Um, okay. And, uh, McKinsey probably has it through Amazon, but yep. um, we have the separate shutter thing. And I was really excited when I saw it's only 57 minutes. Awesome. Cause I'm super in like, unless it's the most epic film on the earth, I want it. I wanted this movie to be tight and quick and like my criticism of modern horror films is that they take a great 30 to 45 minute idea and stretch it out to two hours, you know, and it's not good. Um, so I was excited about that. And then, uh, I won't, I'm not going to say anything about the setup. Don't even read the description of it. Just watch it. It's very interesting. I'll say it's very current references, current events in a way. And, uh, yeah, it was, Jackie was angry at you at one point because she was so scared. Um, that you made her watch this. <laughs> um, that's how does she was. Does she fuck with horror? Oh yeah, yeah. Both that Jackie and I, our relationship is kind of we we became really good friends based on watching horror movies together. So and she was scared. And we're super critical. We're super like we're horror fans that hate fifty percent of horror movies. You know, um, and she was terrified and she gets sort of scared, but not super, but I don't ever get scared by horror movies anymore. Um, they just don't scare me. I get creeped out, I guess sometimes, but like I was legitimately scared during this. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. She screamed so loud that the dog was worried that she was in trouble. Like (laughs) the dog and the kitten were like, what? Uh, What's wrong? Um, (laughs) 
yeah, it was it was just really well done. I was just really impressed with the way that they did it. And um, it. Yeah, that was what she was saying as she further defended her position to the other person who I had watched it and was like, yeah, I mean, it was scary, but it wasn't, you know, it didn't it didn't keep me up. Mackenzie was like, well, no, it was just, I just wasn't ready for it. I didn't think it was going to be as scary as it was. And it yeah, fucking scared the shit out. And then she also said, like, it was just really well done. Yeah, it was, it was very clever in the way that it was constructed. And um, yeah, it was just, it, and they're making a sequel, apparently. Um, awesome. And it's, impress, it's an impressive piece of filmmaking because it's ultra low budget. Um, and like I'm, I said, I don't want to spoil anything about it. I think that if that, uh, so I have a friend who's super, super, the most horror person of all time, like into every, you know, like has an opinion on all of it. Doesn't like any of the little movies that I like. And I was like, Hey, did, what he's very critical. I'll say. And I was like, Hey, did you watch this? He's like, yeah, I thought it was great. Loved it. So I was like, wow, that's a, that's a big deal that he, he was into it. So, yeah. Sweet. Yeah. It's the scariest movie I've seen in a long, I can't remember the last time it follows was probably the next scariest thing I've seen, which was five years ago, you know? Well, I can't wait not to watch it. Yeah. You don't watch it. It's not for you. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. <clears throat> Is anyway, it time? Tell, uh, tell Mackenzie. Thank you. Oh, I'm definitely going to tell. I can't wait to tell her. She's going to be so happy. Yeah, I think that McKenzie and Jackie would have a lot of the same um, suggestions on horror movies. So they should they should talk because I think that they both have the same sort of. I mean, I, I my tastes align with Jackie mostly, but she's a little bit more into it than I am. Um, and she watches horror movies without me all the time too. So, oh God, yeah, I just can't handle that. Yeah. Um, well, now uh, the the crappy part of the show is over and we're getting into the good stuff which should be our coverage of the OC season one we're on episode seven the escape so if you don't like if you're not watching the OC get the fuck out (laughs) cause we're going to TJ going to TJ that should have been the name of the episode going to TJ god I I must say by the end of this episode I was like please don't say TJ anymore you sound so (laughs) so bad bad. this this episode my first my like my big impression of this episode was like are we sure the OC is good this episode was was uh, uneven also (laughs) problematic shit in it but not problematic in like Ooh, this is canceled but like these who lets their kids go to mexico to tijuana and they're at the, what how old are they supposed to be they're 16 yeah like they're not going to be seniors are they no i'm pretty sure they're going into their sophomore year we're going to find out they might be juniors they might be juniors. they're either sophomore or juniors and they're like this this rite of passage that sophomores go to Tijuana for what not well it's not just that they all go to Tijuana so like they probably went there when when they were freshmen but yeah like I'm just like and like I guess uh Ryan and 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 um Seth uh, lie to their parents yeah. about it yeah. but everybody else is just like oh but you're supposed to be going to tijuana this weekend you just keep good doing jimmy's like oh yeah make sure you go to tijuana this weekend what <laughs> why why are you letting your teenagers go to t what do you think they're doing down there 
So they, you know, it's, and there's this whole like, will they go? Won't they go? And then they want, of course they wind up with, uh, with Seth and Summer and, um, uh, Ryan, Ryan and, and, Marissa. and Marissa in the same car. Couple things about that. Yeah. <clears throat> First off, <clears throat> put yourself in, in, in that, in that space and time. Mm-hmm. Seth and Summer are not together. No. Marissa is going to TJ to find Luke. Yeah. Who she just lost her virginity to. Mm -hmm. And when they go out to the car, when Summer goes in to the house to get Marissa, she walks her out to the car and Summer gets in shotgun and Ryan's sitting in the backseat. Now, the thing about couples, right? Is that that's, you know, I mean, you sit in the, you know, your, your girl sits in the front seat and the other couple sits in the back seat. I'm telling you right now, that was a little bit like, dog, Ryan's supposed to be sitting shotgun because they ain't all together yet. I mean, I chalked it up to Ryan being polite, I guess, but I don't think any teenage boy would be polite in that situation. I think they would just well, be like, no, I'm sitting in front of my friend. No, I don't know. Ryan is the type that he could be being polite, but even that causes problems because he's not going to be polite this summer in that sense because what's he being polite to is he he doesn't need to give some of the front seat for more space he the politeness would be oh i'm gonna let summer sit with seth well i think it would maybe like, let seth sit with summer is more more uh, like oh okay uh, all right fair enough no, you, you you got that you got but that i don't on the other hand regardless of what ryan thinks i don't think that summer i think she'd be like you get in the front i'm sitting in the back yeah of yeah. course. Yeah, for she, sure. She's not expressing that she likes Seth. Like she's expressing that uh, otherwise, you know. That she, well, let me remind you of something. That time that you let me kiss me on the pool at your grandfather's party. <laughs> Can we, yeah. I, I just want to note, well, because like, I mean, basically we're going to fast forward to the trip down to TJ, right? TJ? Yeah. TJ. TJ. Okay. TJ. So they're in the car. And do you want us, TJ? Do you want us, TJ? TJ. Summer is, Summer makes a cold trickle reference, which is Tom Cruise's blockbuster hit Thunder Road. No, Days, Days of Fury. Of thunder. Days of Thunder. Oh, the poor man's Top Gun, Days of Thunder. I will ride for that movie. You like it better than Top Gun? Not better than Top Gun, but I'm going to defend it. It is Top, it is top Gun in cars. Point oh, yeah. Yeah, Tom Gun, one. Top Gun in circles. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever ride the Days of Thunder ride at uh, Carowinds? I had, yeah, I'm sure that I did. They had the, the Days of Thunder. It was like you sit in the, it's like one of those where the, it's the IMAX thing or something in the seat shakes. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't anything impressive. It was just, I just you know, those little, you know, these nice little references that she is, that she's hiding so much more. Yeah. That she's deeper than fucking dropping a cold trickle reference on Seth. They get into a wreck at one point because Seth and Summer, they've got this running, there's this running shtick throughout the whole thing of Seth and Summer acting like an old married couple, which is funny at times. It's not really funny when they're fighting in the car um, because they wind up getting in a wreck. It's dangerous. But yeah, and uh, they mess up the axle on the car, so they have to stay in some terrible hotel near the border. Um, Let me ask you this. You're a front desk employee of a hotel. 
four 16-year-olds walk in and they want to rent a hotel room with cash because obviously they don't have credit cards. Man. What, uh, what do you do? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Yeah. Is there a deleted scene of the four of them walking to the lobby of that hotel? Well, the, the thing was that hotel was so low rent, like so bad that I maybe that they, they could pull it off. They paid by the hour. They yeah, they were just like I don't know. <laughs> also, like go? how do they get the car fixed without like Sandy finding out and just fleeing down there to rescue them? You know, that's true. Like, how much cash are they carrying on them? They're going to fix the axle of a Range Rover. <laughs> that's got to be like two grand, right? Yeah. And where on the southern border of California are they going to find a dealership or a, a shop that can work on ranges? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I will say that Seth and Summer's breakfast was uh, uh, it, like you're talking about making them look like an old married couple. We're going to get we're going to get more of that. Sure. But this was the first time where we get to see this glimpse of how the two of them are just, they're just made for each other. Yeah. It's charming. It's a charming scene. It's what it's, it is one of the scenes that makes me go, this is why I like the show. Exactly. It's it's totally. I'm the whole episode up until that point. I'm like, I don't know that I like this show. And then that scene happens and I'm like, I love this show. I like this show. And they both sell it. Not neither one of them is like too cool for it. They put they sell the scene and like they they both play into it. Um which is not as big a deal for Seth, but is kind of a big deal for Summer because of the way that they've structured her character, you know. Of course. Um, but anyway, they So throughout all this, Marissa's dealing with the fact that you know, she's she finds out on the road that her parents are getting divorced. Do we have to? What? Do we have to? Do we have to what? Talk about Marissa. Yeah, come on. I'm joking. She, she, I mean, I'll say in this episode, she had to deal with more than, uh, yeah, I I can't imagine as a teenager having to deal with my parents breaking up and then my boyfriend cheating on me very visibly in public. (laughs) I have this written down. I have this written down. I had forgotten what would happen in TJ until she said to Ryan, you don't have to come with us. I'm here to find Luke. Yeah. And it all came washing over me. I, I, I remembered more of this episode than a lot of episodes that we've seen so far, you know? Uh Um, yeah, obviously they go down there. They, it's kind of like, okay, well you're all, all these people from your high school go down there and Tijuana is a big place, I think. And you're just, gonna run into each other there well i mean obviously they've been going there for years so they know which club they want to go to they've been going there since their parents take them there when they were like toddlers or something (laughs) we're gonna go to the tj house going the the, yeah the the, 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 whatever the place is called and jackie made a point that it looks like there is midday and they are going to a rave like in midday Uh, well i I said uh (laughs) that club (laughs) The club in TJ has some hardcore Matrix Revolution Zion vibes. <laughs> yeah, it does. I will say I was impressed that uh, it, that that song that plays while they're in there is uh, that uh, that what's her name? Who's the one with the beach house? Holly. So here's the thing. I also have written down the most indistinct EDM song playing at the club. And Holly, Holly says, come on. I love this song. Well, that song is dope. That's that is the Chemical Brothers out of control. 
Okay. It was a, okay. It, all right. I'll a, give it to you. It, I only know this because of DJing back then. I have it on vinyl sitting right here above my desk, um, the single. And I was like, oh my God, that Chemical Brothers song's in this. And I was like, what? Holly thinks this is Holly loves this song. How did Holly hear this song? <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was impressed by that. But um, yeah, they show up and they, and, and Marissa catches Luke with Holly. Yeah. You know, what a shitty friend Holly is. You know, yeah. like, I mean, I guess this is revenge for everybody taking advantage of her beach house, but <laughs> she, she's been, she's been looking to hook up with Luke for this whole time. And she's just making what? out with him and dancing with him. Um, and then it blows up. Marissa sees him. And then Holly is like, Hey, he's been cheating on you with all these girls from such and such and Iowa state and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you're like, damn. Luke, all this time I spent defending you. Now you're out here dirty macking like that. <laughs> it was not a good look for him. He was there was no there was no chivalrous Luke moment in this. No, you're right. Luke Luke really really hurts his brand here. Yeah, and I still don't think that like he was taking advantage of Marissa. I still think that like he really did. Care. I mean, I, obviously there's a limit to how much you care about somebody if you're going to cheat on them. But I think he well, did care about her. You know, but look, he's down. He's down in TJ. He's slamming shots with the boys. What happens in TJ stays in TJ. They what in TJ stays in TJ. <laughs> and like. Uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, it's 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 a lot for Marissa to. She she has a lot on her. It's pretty shitty. But this is like the first real glimpse of how destructive, self destructive she is because she takes these pain pills and she gets super drunk and she runs away from them. Um, and uh, and and I will say, well, yeah. So to her credit, she says, you know, she's saying to. And it wasn't just that Holly was cheating, like like Dirty Mac and with Lucas, that she then leans into it and says, everybody knows. He hooks with these girls and the freshman girls and the girls from the other school, yada, yada. Yeah, and yeah. so this it's just like public humiliation times 10. Yeah. And she's already dealing with her, her, her dad. And she, right, she goes she back has- to the hotel and she says to Summer, I have nowhere to go. Yeah, because um, she doesn't want to live with Julie. Like, nobody wants to live with Julie. I will say that I wanted Summer to just slap the shit out of Holly, and she shoves her. But I wanted her to just sock her, like just knock her out. What she needs to do is go to Miyagi Do Karate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get some. Get some. I will say that the the closing image of this episode with Ryan holding Marissa like that. Yeah is the number three third most iconic image of the entire series i think so too he's they've she's passed down the alleyway they found her and we get left on this cliffhanger which we haven't really had that much of in the series thus far where he's holding her and seth and summer are very concerned and looking and at him holding her you know and she's passed out we don't know if she's alive or dead it is dark it's very dark and uh notably i remembered this i remembered that uh into dust by mazzy star plays um during that scene it's a great mazzy star song one of my favorite mazzy star songs yeah um, Third most iconic, number one, in my opinion, number one most iconic iconic image is Ryan in the window. Yeah, like Ryan with the reflection of the OC going past the window. Him looking, yeah. yeah. The number two, I will not reveal yet, okay. but I think okay. you will agree with me. Okay. Yeah, you yeah. remind me when we get to that point. Um, and yep. then, yeah, uh, then this one. Um, and I finally, the mystery of, you know how this whole time I've been saying they made X number of episodes and then they took a break. 
Jackie finally did some research and found out, and it was inconclusive because we got kind of conflicting stories, but they this seven-episode arc was the... It's pre them going to school. It's the summer before school. And after this, they took a break for a long time and the show wasn't on for a while. The reason I, f- I finally figured out why I knew this is because my roommate and I watched the show and then we went to Ireland for a month for the World Surf Kayaking Championships. And uh-huh. we saw the show, went to Ireland because we knew the show was done for now. And then we came back and we were like, what the fuck? The show's not back on. The OC's not back on. And then it wasn't, it was like, it ended in September and then came back in like January. Really? So, yeah. And so I think that this first arc was like, almost like this whole thing is like a, a almost like its own pilot, you know? It's like, so should we wait for five and a half months before we start watching the next episode? <laughs> I don't think it was that long, but yeah, maybe we should <laughs> to get the full effect of it. We're watching it on the actual timeline. But we don't um, know whether or not Marissa's going to make it. But we have, you know, you see this arc. This is one arc, and now uh, this arc is, comp- and it's, it's, it's had little mini arcs through it, but this is like our first big cliffhanger. And we see that, okay, now when we come back into the show, we're going to be going to school with them and see their school life. And that's a whole new era of this. And we've got to see where Marissa is at that point. And, you know, I don't know, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad that the mystery has been solved. It's been bugging me, man. But yeah, this, this, this episode, a lot of important shit happened in it, but it wasn't the best episode by far. And I know, I mean, okay. And so we also have just to check in on the adults, right? Yeah. Jimmy Cooper is moving out during the weekend that, um, here's the other thing we don't, I don't know where Julie is. And this is the first episode where it becomes obvious (laughs) if you're paying attention to it, that nobody cares about Marissa's little sister. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's no, yeah. Where is she at? I think they made a reference to her helping some woman or something or whatever. I mean, I guess Julie and the younger sister are out of town. That's all we can assume, but nobody really makes it clear. They're out of town so that Jimmy can get out of the house. Yeah. But like Marissa's little sister, we don't know her name, right? Not really. Like it's probably been mentioned once she like comes and goes in such a weird way that she's, you know, it's just like kind of laughable how much of an afterthought she is. Um, and, so yeah, so so Jimmy's moving out so that the kids aren't there when he's moving out. He gets Kirsten to help him as they're moving into this apartment. You know, this the situation happens where he is kind of like uh, he he was talking to her about how he's never been a bachelor, and he you know you ever wonder what would happen if we stay together, and it's all kind of like a pretty benign conversation it's like two adults that have moved on and have created their lives even though jimmy's life is falling apart they're not it's not really invitational i I didn't think that it was inappropriate and then she slips off the ladder he catches her and he goes in for a kiss and it was a more much more prolonged moment than i remembered yeah and I recognize that like when you fall into a moment like that, I think everybody should be given like a moment's grace Yeah, to kind of like they can react but not respond. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? And like I knew that that kiss was coming and I was like analyzing Kirsten's behavior 
And I was like, whoa, she kind of let him kiss her. But at the same time, like, I'm not really going to get mad at her for that, you know, because like it is a moment where she was like more reacting than responding. But at the same time, like, there than I thought like it you know if, you know I was like does he think that he has the end there because she's not really moving and the signal is there yeah um tell me I'm wrong no you're right but it's hard well I mean it's definitely Jimmy on Jimmy for going in and doing it's that. on Jimmy and you told me not to touch Jimmy he told me and I fell for it for his wily charms I'm sorry um but yeah she does but I mean I chalked that up to there is attraction there. She she loves Jimmy in this way, but she she it's not this um she can't be with him or whatever. It's that she she loves Sandy, you know. Yeah. But she but there's a there's something more than friendship between them. But she's been pretty good so far about putting a boundary, and she let that boundary come down some. And um yeah, it's uh, a little shocking, but um. This is, That's more well put. I mean, it's it's it was an awkward scene, but it, it, I think it had to, it needed to happen because we've had this sort of Sandy being a little jealous and stuff, and we kind of need to see that like, oh, there is some the, the reason he's jealous because he sees there's real there's real tension there, you know. The uh, and and then for Sandy, I mean, he's being courted by a uh, private law firm, and yeah, and and kind of like okay. Uh, the one knock on Sandy so far ever, and granted, it's not entirely about this, but he like wants to take this job to make some money, and he's having a conversation with Kirsten about how like, oh, you like that I don't make any money because you like the, that position of power, and she said it's not about that. And he's like, and but he says, you know, I want to be able to contribute. Um, and so I get like him wanting to contribute, but what I don't like, I'm not. I'm not too hype on old Sandy wanting to play into those classic gender roles. Yeah, I think he, I, I think I said to Jackie, I was like, that was harsh when he said that you want me to be, you know, you want me to not sell out because so, it means you don't sell out. Um, oh, yeah. But, but oh. I, I, I look at it less as the gender roles for him and more that like, can you imagine if Caleb was your father-in-law and he came into your life and was like, oh, you're not shit and you suck and you, this house is mine and everything's mine. Yeah, that's that's beyond general. That's like, well, that sucks. Like, yeah, I feel like I'm not contributing to this, you know, and um, so I, I chalked it up to that. It seemed like Caleb's Caleb's harsh words were rough on him. Yeah, I I mean, I hear you. I He's You so know, and I wasn't thinking about Caleb when I was watching this because, you know, Sandy and Kirsten are so much of a unit. Yeah. That usually nothing comes between them. Yeah. But now we've got we've got Jimmy forcing himself between them and this new job opportunity kind of becoming a wedge. Yeah. At one point, um why am I not thinking Ryan's at one point Ryan is like, Well, you're still gonna be a public defender, right? And he's like Yeah, it hurts him because he's like, Well, you helped me. So it's like he, he knows it's like He's not going to get in trouble again, he hopes, but like you could help somebody that's like me, you know? And so there's, there's some, there's some like emotional attachment to that, him having that job, you know? Yeah. But, you know, here we are <laughs> setting, some new, setting some new stuff up. It was fine. It was a fine episode. It was just, it, it, it was just the most, 
we haven't had a whole lot of plot holes and stuff. Um, and there was some lazy storytelling with like br- wrecking the car. They could have done that in a way that didn't require wrecking the car, you know? Yeah, I mean, they had to get them into a hotel before TJ, didn't they? But they could have easily have been like, oh, look how late it is. We got to stop. I'm falling asleep, you know, or yeah. whatever. They didn't have to wreck the car or whatever. There's just some of that was like hokey. Sure. But, um, Definitely the heaviest, uh, oof, some heavy material with uh, what Marissa's going through, you know? And I think, I again, I'm going to say this one more time, and then I'll let it go. But the transition from Seth being too scared to talk to Summer for 13 years into just being flawlessly charming with her. Yeah. Uh, you know, a month into the summer of them meeting for, for the first time is a little bit rapid. The show needs it. They need Seth to be Seth. And Seth is his most, like his best self when he's trying to impress Summer. And so I'm okay with it. But like, let it be noted for the record, please. Pretty rapid. Yeah, it's it, it's a little faster progression than I remembered. But um, a bit, you know why? Because this one run of 22 episodes is the most storytelling ever. In yeah, they episodes. Jam, yeah, they jam a lot into this stuff. So, yeah. 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 I, I, I assume that they thought maybe they would only get one season and, uh, you know, they wanted to tell their story. And I don't know. But, um, don't hold back. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, don't, I have no idea what comes next, to be honest with you. <laughs> I cannot remember anything from the next episode. I'm pretty sure. The next episode is back to school. I think it's, yeah, I think that they go back to school. And I think it's one of those episodes where we don't resolve any of the shit from this cliffhanger. And we just kind of like get put in the middle of it. And then slowly every time we kind of figure out what happened. Maybe Um, I will. Maybe we could be wrong. It could be next episode could be like, we got to get out of TJ. Yeah, I can't. I legitimately cannot remember. Oh, my God. I think. I'm not gonna say anything. Don't, yeah, don't. I know what it is. Okay, well, don't spoil it because I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it. Blissfully unaware. But uh, yeah, that's our uh, discussion. You got anything else? No, I'm good. Good, good soundtrack on this one. That that Mazzy Star song is really good. Mazzy Star, iconic image, third most iconic mm-hmm. image of the show. Yeah, I'll put that. I might put that song on the uh, the playlist. Put that image on the playlist. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I like that one. At one part, uh, Ryan's like, "I don't wear hats." Yeah, I thought about that too. That's that like, was good. I don't wear. Hats. I think that's. A, I, I think that's a Ben McKenzie thing. I think he's like. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm totally a Ben McKenzie thing. That was great. You see this hair? Let me put it on this. <laughs> yeah, you see the symmetry of this face. Yeah, <laughs> this hair looks like a hat. I'm not messing <laughs> it up. I do wear necklaces though. Yeah, he does. He wears. He accessorizes, man. He wears. He's the, got wrist wraps. He wears the leather wrist wraps. You know. He's mm-hmm. got the yeah. He's a big okay. fan of the black T-shirt with the black button up, unbuttoned on top of it. Oh wait, can we go back? Let's go back to one more moment of just like kind of lazy storytelling, but also kind of funny. Yeah. Uh, Ryan punches Luke, and then just everybody gets in a bar fight and they leave. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great cliche of the genre. <laughs> um, yeah, but he gets man. He he. I was like, I looked at Jackie. And I was like, man, he really popped Luke. <laughs> He really got him good. He finally landed Fucking, a punch. He popped him hard, you know? He didn't just... <laughs> they've been just tangling up with each other, just locking up, and he just he just got him. 
He got him. He just That's got good, yeah. big old jaw. He's just like pop. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, that's our show for the week. Uh, you can check us out at our crappy website, IOLTOS.com. Check us out on Spotify. You cannot check us out on Apple because fuck Apple. Um, and uh, yeah, appreciate you. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, we out, I guess. <laughs>